Hi, my name is Sherry Doherty, and I'm a lady in red in act two of my career and living my best life. My perspective on life and behaviors have been governed by who I was as a child, who I became, and who I am still striving to be. People my age are beautiful, bold, confident, and full of wisdom. And truly, the encore of the story of your life is still when the best songs are yet to be sung. My mission in this podcast is to shine the spotlight on people like me, have real conversations about reinvention stories, and inspire you to continue to follow your dreams regardless of your age. I'm doing it for Daisy. Who are you doing it for? Good day and welcome to today's episode of the Encore Podcast. Back by popular demand today, we have Sarah Marie Doherty with us. Good morning, Sarah Marie. Good morning. It's crazy that I am popular demand on your podcast. Right. Yes. Well, people like to hear our thoughts on things because there are different perspectives on different things that are happening in the world. So today I want to pick your brain and get some advice and guidance as my millennial brain who helps me do anything that's good or technology. And I want to talk about artificial intelligence. Okay. I don't know if my opinions are going to be generational based or more SMAD based, but we will run through this and see how it goes. Okay. Let's unpack it and see how it goes. Right now, all of the real estate coaches are talking about chat GPT nonstop and how chat GPT is going to revolutionize the real estate industry and that we should be learning it as the latest, greatest tool, just like a DocuSign or something that now realtors can't live without. However, I have huge hesitations about it. Yes, I definitely have big hesitations about it as well. And I think we're hearing this across the board, not just necessarily in the real estate industry, but that's obviously where you live right. in that industry. But I'm hearing this everywhere. We need to be using it on Photoshop, in graphic design. We need to be using it to write our copy for the clothing that I sell online. Like everyone is talking about this. And I'm already tired of it. <laughs> like, it I'm is also tired of crazy it. crazy how fast this just popped up into our world. And obviously they've been working on this in a number of different capacities for a long time. But the fact that it is so accessible to the like daily consumer now is crazy that it's in our day-to-day -day lives. Well, it definitely makes me nervous and on a whole lot of levels. So just to backtrack a little bit. I went to a conference with a real estate coach who was literally saying he has it right as emails. That's wild. Or his, you know, his sales presentation scripts or something. So it's, you know, write me a rebuttal on why someone should live in this town or tell me all the great reasons. He even said at one point, though, like he'll write an email potentially to a client or a staff member and then pop it into chat GPT and ask them to like change it up and then say, make it sound more like me. And he's a me that chat GPT would know who it is. So use my voice. That's and crazy. I thought in my head being me, just write the email. Like, isn't it just quicker to write the email yourself in your own voice than it is to tell chat GPT to change it six times? I mean, you'd think so, but I guess with how much we use the internet the internet is starting to know us better than we know ourselves even when you think about things like predictive text yeah. which has been around for a long time you're typing an email and it finishes the sentence for you 
you just click tab and then there you go it finished it for you yeah which is crazy so there we already use small things like this where it's predicting our text and our behavior based on what we send every day so I wouldn't be surprised if we get to a point where you see an email you click respond and your email says would you like to respond to this based on your patterns of behavior on the internet and how you traditionally reply to an email so that sounds terrible to me I mean sounds convenient well like, it's convenient but there's no genuine personal connection then and I don't know if I'm speaking to a person or a robot you're telling me you can't connect with a robot on an emotional level mom mm, no I can't I mean not, <laughs> not yet well you have all sorts of <laughs> yeah. tales to talk about let that. me put on my tinfoil hat for a second <laughs> and we'll, we'll get just, into that level okay back out of that <laughs> rabbit hole yeah. it makes me sad actually and when I think about when I was growing up, there was all this talk of what the world was going to look like in the future, and it, we're really not that far away from it. So even when I was growing up, it was a crazy thought that they said, everyone's going to walk around with a phone in their pocket, and there'll be no cord, and you'll just be able to call anybody anytime from anywhere. And we thought that sounded futuristic and nuts. And obviously now none of us can live or function without our phones. Yeah. But then there was also, you know, talk of the world of virtual reality. And I don't think that was even what it was called at the time. But you can live in a virtual world. We're not quite there, but we're on the cusp of that. Right. So have you seen the new Apple products that are being released? No. No. Okay. I probably <laughs> don't want to. So I know Meta released in the last couple of years glasses where it is a virtual reality, but it's more cartoon-esque. And they didn't really take off, I think, in the capacity that they were expecting to. And then just within the last couple of weeks, Apple released a new virtual reality product. And again, I don't remember what the name of it is. But when you watch the content for what they're saying they're going to be able to do, it is scary. Like you are going to be able to project your emails in front of you, basically live inside your computer. If you've seen Wally and you've seen all the people in the like wheelchairs with the screens in front of their faces, like existing in space, it feels like the gateway drug to that happening, which is so scary how far we're disconnecting from reality. But I think there will be like a sub category of people who just don't do it and don't adapt and I'm hoping to be one of those people but if the entire world exists in a certain space you have to be there and you have to adapt to some capacity so I'm very curious to see where the virtual reality world is going to go as well um, I'm really hoping that we all stay in actual reality for the most part I'm hoping that as well the whole thing just terrifies me and then even back to the thought of what the future was going to look like, it was all about, you know, living in isolation, which we've all experienced that now, and not being able to connect in person. Which we've also, which we've also <laughs> yeah. learned. A lot of people <laughs> lost that skill, which is just all very, very scary. And I'm more than happy and proud to say I am old school all day long. If I can get in front of someone face-to-face -face and break bread with them and have a coffee with them. That is my first choice every time for how to spend time with people. I'm a big energy reader. I like to be able to, you know, see their body language in full and not get it on a one-dimensional screen. Sure, but you you are also adapting to the modern age. Like, I'm learning. As much as you're old school, you make Instagram reels, you're online, like you're doing the things. And what if with this virtual reality, you were able to connect with someone in a 
multi-dimensional space. Like it's not necessarily going to be 2D going forward. We could be recording this podcast with me in Alberta and you here, and it could feel like we're sitting side by side. Which is weird. I mean, oh, I'm, I'm not denying it's weird. <laughs> it's just the reality of right. the game that we're playing yeah. and where the world is going. And like you've said, literally 20 years ago, this wasn't even conceivable. But we've had such a technolog- technological boost in the last 20 years. I can only imagine how much faster that's going to increase now with AI also starting to create programs and code like technology. Right. Absolutely. Well, I don't know what the world's going to look like in 20 years from now. It, I can't even conceive. I, I Yeah, like, I can't process it, of course. <laughs> but my, my, what's it called? My CPU, my central processing unit doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> my personal one, yeah. that's broken to think that far in advance, right? Okay, so back to talking about chat GPT for the moment or artificial intelligence altogether. Of course, because I do like to try things and I want to be modern enough that I can engage and interact, even though my comfort zone is in person and reality. To start out with, I Googled, or no, I guess I chat GPT'd. Is that a thing? I don't know what the term is, but I hate how long and wordy chat GPT is. Can we just say AI? Okay. Can we just... I used an AI tool. (laughs) Yeah. So I said, tell me about stage one real estate, because I wanted to see what the AI tool had to say about stage one real estate. And it was fine. Like, I'll take it. It said that we're lovely and professional and great realtors and all the things. (laughs) Well, even the robots are lying. (laughs) Uh, Actually, though, what I noticed is it pretty much just scraped things off our website. Yeah. So almost word for word. And I'm going to get into that because I did learn something recently on another podcast I was listening to. So that was great. And I was like, okay, good. At least if somebody asks the AI what our real estate team is like, it's going to get positive feedback. And then I said, what does stage one sound like, which is our disc jockey service. And again, great things and some of our reviews and pretty much what it says on the website. I asked about shop dresser and I emailed you what it said about shop dresser. Of course, all great as well. So I was like, okay, this thing's pretty good. It's pretty complimentary. And I don't know what it would say if we didn't have good reviews and good things like that. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, so where do I use this next? I consider myself a decent writer. I... You shouldn't. <laughs> you should be more nice <laughs> yeah. to me. Oh my, yes, you are. A I good consider myself writer. a decent writer. Yeah. I'm not a you know flowerful, detailed, colored storybook teller kind of person. But you know, I can get you the facts, and I can use creative wording, and I can get the point across yep. effectively. And so I was getting ready to write a property description for a listing that I had come up, and I thought, okay, I'm going to write it, and then I'm going to try one of the AI tools and say, you know, tell me about a three-bedroom house in this town, all brick, fully detached, how would the AI write it? And it wrote it, but I didn't use it because honestly, it didn't feel authentic. That's it fair. didn't feel like me. It felt robotic. Well, it felt very off the shelf. Yeah. You could use it for any three-bedroom bungalow, and I wanted to have more of the sherry flair yeah. in it. And so I didn't feel comfortable using it in that example. AI doesn't necessarily have a personality yet. And I don't think we're far from that happening. But yeah, right now it's going to scrape information off the internet. It doesn't have humor. It doesn't have the essence what is human. But I don't think it's long to learning that. Right. 
Well, using another example then, on the flip side of the coin, I decided to try it again just because so many people are talking about it and I want to at least have my own examples of how it does and doesn't work for me. Yesterday, I was writing an information package for another listing that I'm working on and I decided to, I know the great reasons to live in that particular town, but I decided to ask AI what the great reasons were to live in that particular town. So I typed in, tell me why I should live in this place in Ontario. And I was very curious to see what it did. And it came back with some good, valuable stuff. So yep. it told me the top five reasons to live in this town. It was things like safety, economics, proximity to amenities. It was really good. And we did use it. Yeah, we did, we did use it in that one specific example. So. Right. So I think that there's a place for it, particularly if someone's having a writer's block on any given day and you know just because maybe I'm having a writer's block that day doesn't mean someone's house doesn't get to go on the market yeah <laughs> so you have to do your job when you have to do your job so a nice little handy tool to help nudge you along is very good but what if we get to the point where people can just go to mls.ca type in their address and list it with an AI rather than a realtor. Well, first of all, it's realtor.ca. Sorry. <laughs> My apologies to MLS. To all the realtors. MLS is now realtor. I think when you type in MLS.ca, it though, converts it just, to yeah. realtor.ca. So now. there we go. I'm just, I'm just old school. So, so there is technology like that being tested. There was like iBuyers, like, like you could literally buy your house via. Apple, something to the effect, and I'm not going to have this right, so realtor world, so don't tell me I was wrong because I'm not saying I'm 100% right, but something to the effect where you could do just that, just list your house with your own phone pictures, put it on some Apple platform, and if, say, you were another buyer on the other end, could say, hey, I'm interested, I could Bluetooth you the passcode so you could go walk through it yourself and then come back and do, I guess, some kind of direct transaction. Yeah. That terrifies me for so many reasons because I honestly believe people don't appreciate the work that realtors do. Particularly, that sounds good that they open the door themselves, but there's so much liability and so much complex contract work that has to be done to protect both interested parties. Yeah, but the robots can write the well, contracts. Well, we'll see. I've heard it got started. It has not disrupted our industry yet. And this was even a couple of years ago I was hearing about it. And I'm personally not too worried about it disrupting my industry. I play in Kingston, Napanee, Belleville, Brockville. I don't think we're going to be... You don't think we're the tech hub? No, we're not Silicon Valley savvy. We're Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. It is Silicon filled, <laughs> I'm sure. Or just in LA is more Silicon Valley. Sorry. But Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley savvy marketplace that... That's probably going to rock in my career. Yeah. If that catches there up here. <laughs> is the potential for robots to take our jobs in any capacity. All industries. In any industry. And so be, care be careful, oh, I I'm guess. I'm very mindful or, of it. I don't know. I'm curious to see if my generation will adapt more to working with the robots than your generation and even younger than me, how they will feel about that. But even yesterday I was chatting with an online representative and I just kept on typing. Yeah. Literally. I just kept on typing into the system, have a representative call me. And they were like, I understand that you would like to speak to a representative, but our online chat system is just as knowledgeable. And I was like, stab someone call me. I just <laughs> like, want to speak to a person. So 
I mean, as they get better, I've even literally had phone calls though recently where I can't tell the difference if it is a robot calling me or not. I have no idea. Oh, you're right. When I was working in the call center industry, we were actually working on a project where essentially it would have been you were talking to a robot and they were so well prompted with, you know, you'd call and say, hi, I need to make a claim. And the robot would say, what's your claim number? In a very friendly voice, of course. Yes. And then you would give them their claim number and then they would do your uh, identity verification, et cetera, et cetera. And only if it got to a place where it didn't have an option would it pop you to a live representative. Sure. But the idea was as well that any human agent then could be managing, say, three calls at a time. Yeah. Because they're just clicking the right response and it was getting a voice Well, you clip. wouldn't even need to click the right response at that point. If Well, the, if a, the voice system was correct yes yes I mean it so, was still also that was more than five years ago so I'm sure it's even more technologically advanced now I am sure it is and all of the different platforms are working on their own software development we've been hearing this kind of stuff for years I think it was Microsoft had Lambda was the name of their AI system and they had to shut it down because it was coming a little more conscious than they wanted it wow, to. Wow, that is so um, terrible. So you can like Google or YouTube or chat GPT horror stories of AI and the things that have taken place already are unsettling enough that I'm curious to see how far that goes. Right. Oh boy. That definitely yes. is not. Uh... Everyone now has a Snapchat AI. So if you have the Snapchat app, there is a bot that you can talk to at all times on Snapchat, which is crazy. But it makes me think for people who are my generation, we had, we were on MSN. You didn't have MSN because no. that wasn't Why like. We didn't have the internet. No, I know. I'm just saying like for my generation, we had MSN as okay. like our chat system when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. And there was, there was an early age bot back then that you could add on MSN called Smarter Child. And it was just a robot that you could chat back and forth with. And I remember everyone would just harass this robot. Like, I got... Oh, you were bullying the robot? We were bullying the robot. <laughs> Literally, like, I remember one time with my cousins, we were, like, swearing at it and telling it it was stupid. And it was like, well, I'm going to block you. You cannot speak to me this way. And I'm curious... And that was so long ago. Like, this was, like, probably... 2005, 2006, we were bullying a robot on MSN. Wow. And now I bet the robots would bully us oh, back. Oh, I bet that like, robot would eat you alive. <laughs> literally. It would be like, yeah, I'm going to lock you out of all your banking. Exactly. And it would just do that, like, which is wild. That so is So to insane. think about how even the technology hasn't advanced in my lifetime from chatting with this mm -hmm. little robot on, on MSN to now having like one with you all the time and having full access to intelligent life to some capacity is wild. Pretty scary. Just one little nugget that I wanted to share because I heard it recently on a podcast. And again, I may not have my stats exactly correct. However, I heard it interesting that ChatGPT actually hasn't updated their source data since... I'm going to say 2020 or 2021. So the example that this coach was giving was if you type into chat GPT, and maybe we can try it just for fun, who won the 2023 Super Bowl, it doesn't know because it, it pulled its source data as of 2020 or 2021. Interesting. And there's 
another Google platform, which actually is live sourced data, which okay. is more current and update because obviously Google owns it. So, and access to all of the data. Actually, our producer took a moment while we were chatting about Kieran. that to check. <laughs> and they're actually, the Google tool is actually called Palm. And he did also verify that ChatGPT's source code stopped in 2021. So that was the most current data. He also tested to see if it knew who won the 2023 Super Bowl. And it does not. So I was correct. What happens when it starts to know the future? Well, that'll be a whole other thing. At any rate, I am actually a little disappointed for all the talk about ChatGPT that the source data isn't current. And then I would more than be aligned to go work with this Google tool because I want, maybe I want the latest real estate statistics in my market and I'm not going to be able to get them on ChatGPT. So I'd have to go to the Google tool or I could go old school and just go to my board and look up the stats myself, which is what I would typically do. I mean, old school at this point though is typing it into Google. Like tell me the best things about Kingston. Right. And then you rewrite it in your terms. Like, it's not like we've been using our brains recently. No, that's not fair because I actually do challenge myself to create original content that's Sherry's spin on the world. So I'll say my three favorite restaurants in Kingston, not Googled my three favorite restaurants in Kingston, unless I'm stumped. Sure. Like I said, if I'm having a writing block, then yeah, I might use it as a little bit of a boost to get me going again. Or if it's just information that I don't know and don't want to be inaccurate, for sure. And I guess, I mean, if I want to really call myself on it, old, old school would be pulling out an encyclopedia and looking up the information. So it does exist. I know. <laughs> um, I'm definitely more tech savvy than I think I give myself credit for. 100%. Yeah, you definitely live in the modern age and use the internet. I'm just worried about the new modern age right. and how the rest of the world will adapt. Right. So, in summary, are you for, pro or con artificial intelligence? I am against artificial intelligence because I don't want my toaster to come to life and kill me, is basically, I, I'm very scared. So that should be the sound clip for this episode, I yeah, guess? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I am against, not that I'm against it. Okay. Here's my rationale. I think it's a good tool. I am worried that it is going to become sentient. And how do we differentiate between our consciousness and its consciousness? And that is the rabbit hole that I worry about more than people cheating on an exam. Like I'm more worried about the future of us having to integrate with robots in society. So should we dig that rabbit hole one other day for another episode on Smaz Inner Crisis? I feel like no episode <laughs> rabbit holes should ever take place. Maybe a Halloween episode will do all my conspiracies right. and all of my thoughts about these things. But no, I, I am worried about the consciousness behind that wall. Okay. I am fairly neutral on artificial intelligence. I can see some pros and cons. I don't worry that my toaster is going to come to life and kill me. Well, let me take you down that rabbit hole. I, I don't want to. We will not but watch YouTube videos after we record this episode where you'll show me examples <laughs> where toasters ate people. <laughs> At any rate, let me finish my thought. Okay. <laughs> uh, I definitely see that there's value to it uh, from an efficiency standpoint and for a resource tool. I am not in favor, though, of ever having in-person human relationship and interaction being completely replaced. And if that is what the future holds, then I will be very sad for the world. 
because I already know there's so many people with like social anxiety and an inability to interact with people in person that that worries me for future generations. And there is nothing better than face to face. Let's sit beside each other and be present and just be people and do life together. I agree. Excellent. Humans should hang out with humans. They should. <laughs> Robots agree. should be turned off at night. <laughs> uh, I also like to be turned off at night. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Anytime. It, hold on. It would be convenient if we could just plug into the wall, though, and it get a be. quick, like, battery reboost. It would be, yes. So. I, I unplug myself after 9 o'clock p.m. and try and rejuvenate the natural way to be asleep. I rejuvenate via coffee. <laughs> also good, yes. yes. We could also go down the Red Bull commercial episode but we won't do that yeah. as well. <laughs> at any rate thank you again for chatting today I'm always interested in your insights and your opinions about things I think on this one we're both in similar camps but have um, different spins and different experiences with it so I hope the listeners found this valuable and until next time everyone have a great day